Welcome, welcome, my friends, to another episode of The Two Charming Pigs. This week, Johnny and I discuss Jared Fogle. That's right, the spokesperson, or rather I should say ex-spokesperson of Subway. And naturally, that got us talking about pedophiles and how they could possibly be living amongst us or living next door or just be our neighbors in general after having such horrid convictions. Um, And then uh, we end the episode discussing Oktoberfest. I'm actually planning on going this year. And so we discussed my options and kind of uh, which day is best to go because it differs for that time. Anyways, enjoy the episode with a fine alcoholic beverage and a fine tobacco product. So how was your week? Did you or the last couple of weeks? Because we didn't record in a while. You've been fucking you've been busy. You've been all yeah, man. Uh, uptight above the mustard beep, 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 shit, you know. Mustard shit. Mustard <laughs> shit. <laughs> what is mustard shit? What is that supposed to mean in that true phrase? <laughs> I don't really know. I don't get it either. I gotta look up on Google. Uh, anyways yeah you've been you've been m.i.a man just too busy yeah um i mean sorry i'm plugging my headphones in as we speak my my wife had me we good can you hear me yeah oh yeah i can hear you um yeah i just had a turncoat that that reminds me of that turncoat the the spokesman for verizon can you hear me now and then he's he traded what what cell phone company did he go to he traded. i think he went to sprint what a cocksucker actually i applaud that move he, i mean that's that's getting really lucky to nail that stupid he's not even a spokesperson it wasn't like he was he's representing the company but i don't i don't think he was going out giving speeches was he for for verizon and his commercials weren't like what flow does today it was just simply walking and then stopping with his cell phone and then asking the same question over and over again. That was yeah. it. Not a lot of talent, not a lot of skill. He's not a particularly pleasing person to look at. It's just like the most plain dude ever. I think there's probably some nepotism involved for his career. He got that gig because he knows somebody. He sucked the right cock. I don't know what the fuck happened. But that guy made a lot of money doing that, I guarantee you. You make a national commercial that, that, that airs for fucking years, he made a career out of that. He didn't have to work again. Because of that stupid thing he did. And then he piggybacks. For some reason, Sprint thinks, you know, it would be great. Let's let's make this guy trade on Verizon. We'll make Verizon look like a bunch of idiots, right? <laughs> like, imagine if Quiznos or uh, uh, or uh, what's the other one? Uh, Blimpies. Blimpies. No, Blimpies oh. uh, stole Jared, right? And had Jared be there suddenly. Like, yeah, fuck Subway. It's all about blimpies now. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a massive blow to Subway instead of uh, what actually ended up happening. Good thing a Quiznos or a Blimpies didn't steal him over. That would have been that would have been devastating. Yeah, it would have been like that 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 uh, the bully from The Simpsons. That's what the Subway would be doing. They'd be pointing their fingers at that other place. <laughs> right. Dude, yeah, is that that guy's he's fucked, right? Like he's fucked for Nelson? Life, isn't he? He's a cartoon um, character. 
He's he's not fucked. He's 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 still he's still used. I think on the Simpsons. Are you are you the fucking with me right now? Are you fucking with me right now? I'm fucking with you. Yeah, Jared. Jared's is he in? Wasn't wasn't he doing something with like an underage chick? Is he in prison for a long long time, or is he just long long fucking, time? I don't remember. I don't honestly don't. Depends remember on the, the state, right? Some states you can do it. They don't give a fuck if you if you do some fucked up with some kids. The pedophilia. Huh. They're all up. They're all about it. They say yeah. Here's a, here's a 15 month sentence. Go out there and do it again. My mother was just looking up. Uh, we had uh, we sold that house in Isaac or we're in escrow with it, and um, for some reason she got a wild hair up her ass and decided to look up Megan's Law to see all the perverts around the area, and she said it was disgusting. She couldn't do it. There's a lot. Are you kidding me? And no, I'm not joking. That's what she said. I didn't see it. I don't look at those websites. I'm not. You know, I've been sexually predated against enough, but uh, uh, I'm past those years, my prime years of, of being of being stalked, molested, and raped by uh, by people like Jared Fogle. But no, I'm just, I should make the lighter joke that I was never that's never happened to me, and uh, it's not funny actually. I take that back. Uh, Insensitive prick. That, Let's let that let's let that sit. Let's let that that horrible joke just weigh on us all for a little longer. <sighs> yeah, anyway. he had a. Like, anyway, so she looked it up. Yeah, go ahead. And there was a fuckload of perverts there, and of some of those perverts, you had repeat offenders, like multiple underage, you know, sexually uh, sexual assaults or violence or whatever. And it's like, how is this fucker? If you if you molested a kid more than once, twice. How are you even on a street somewhere out in East Sacramento living in a house right now? Like, okay, you did it the one time. Oops. I, I wasn't my fault. I was born this way. This is what people say who are, who are advocates for pedophilia, pedophilia, uh, pedophiles. They say, yeah, it's not their fault. They're born this way. It's a disease or whatever they say. They can't control it. It's a sexual this or that. You're born this way. It's like anything else. Sexual preferences, you're born with it. You don't, you don't. It, it, it's something that you know you're born with. You don't. You have no control over. Okay. Which I think there's some. Uh, when we talk about sexual preference, I think it's 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 all psychological. It comes from the mind. Um, sex drive is something entirely different. That's biological, physiological, and there's things you can do to increase it or not. Your libido, but sexual preference, what you like, is extremely. It is is malleable. That's evidence. We have evidence of that. And I mean, it makes no sense that somebody be born attracted to shoes, you know, shoe foot fetish thing. You know, it's just that's what you sexualized and conditioned your 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 mind into finding attractive for whatever is or women's feet and and certain types of shoes. Uh, um, that being said, I think it's still subconsciously driven, and um, it's it's a conditioning thing that happens during very prime years of your sexual awakening, if you will, development. And so, if you get sexualized at a very young age, and a lot of these pedophiles tend to tended to be victims of pedophilia themselves. They had an uncle or a dad or or a neighbor who who fucking fuck them, you know, at a young age. And then that's how they kind of associate sex. And it just kind of happens that way. But anyways, I'm going down a wormhole. 
Yeah, you are. Out of that hole for worms and get back to pedophiles. Um, and uh, how is there a dude who's got multiple counts still walking against children? Still walking, still still living on the outside. That's absurd. I think it is the one time you okay. You want to make that excuse? I'm not for it. I don't think we should make excuses for pedophiles. I think you do it, and there's no reason, there's no excuse that as an adult you would hurt, harm, or touch a child like that. Zero, zero room. You do it once, you're a fucking monster, and we need to lock you up, throw away the key, castrate you, all that stuff. Um, The idea that. There is a group of people that wants to give leniency to first-time offenders is galling to me, but at least you can have an argument, I guess. There is zero argument for somebody who does it twice. Zero. Fucking zero. How has that happened? Anyways, my mom had to turn it off. She was disgusted looking at all the fucking perverts. There's that many? Well, I don't know how many. She didn't give me like a, a rundown and a bio on everybody. She just kind of was giving examples. She said she she had to turn it off. She had to turn it's, off the website. She was getting she was getting physically ill, looking at at it and seeing all these fuckers still just walking around, living amongst us. Some of them were, were close to were like right next to schools. We're living right next to schools. I guess it's, it's like a hundred yard rule or whatever. But like you get to live if you're not within a hundred yards or whatever it is of a school, but your house. Is just like 120 yards. You can still live at that house, and it's it's like you know, you know, like they can get a telescope or a binoculars, and they're just touching themselves, you know, stalking the children, looking at them in their house, the comfort of their own home. It's Kid terrifying, by, dude. You never know. Lures them you in never. with a fucking Kit Kat bar. Give me a break. Anyways, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's oh. uh, it's. It's fucking terrifying, especially once you have kids of your own. But to think about I because I worry about the same thing. I was afraid to look it up when we moved and look in my area, how many there are, because it just makes me so fucking mad. One, to think about it, to think of like, why are you out of prison ever? You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things that's like, hey, if, it, if it's really a thing you're born with, sucks to be you, but you're never coming out of prison. Like, I honestly, I think if just, you, you know, just refrain yourself. You don't you don't attack a child. You don't take advantage, attack, or harm a child, or touch a child. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. oh, I like, I like kids. Oh shit! I was like, well, that's a, that's your, your burden. That's your cross to bear, I guess. Yeah, you're but getting shot in the face. But you uh, don't. I'm not saying you get shot in the face. You get shot in the face if you act upon that. I'm that's saying all. you get shot in the face. Kitty porn is is just as bad because there's child, there's a child that you are perpetuating. It's like you watch pornography. You're oh, you're paying, you're prostituting. You're you're complicit and and very much a part of the prostitution of that that woman that you're seeing and a guy, I guess, too, on the screen, depending on the type of porn you're watching. I guess. Yeah, but that's girl, adult girl, girl, consensual. Girl. I feel like it's kind of well, a of course. No, no, but, of uh, course. My point is, my point is, people who say I've never paid for it, and I used to think that. It's like, well, kinda. If you watch porn, you paid for it. If you've you have gotten your jollies off and are complicit and a part of the prostitution of this woman. And you enjoyed the fruits of her prostitution. Not fully, because it wasn't your dick in her, but you you watched it. You got to see it. You got to enjoy it. You got to pleasure yourself through it. And so, um, and obviously with 
with child pornography, it's, it's like, no, there's an actual victim here. This is a child. This actually happened. And you're all in your little fucking rings, your porn ring, your little kitty porn rings, exchanging this stuff. And you're a part of it. You're guilty of it just as, just as much as the person uh, who, who recorded it and per- perpetrated the act in a lot of ways. And so, yeah. uh, I mean, that there should be zero tolerance for that kind of shit. Kitty porn. I agree. It's just fucking atrocious. It's just disgusting. And what's the other thing? Uh, there's that movie, The Counselor, Brad Pitt's character. He goes, you ever seen a stuff film? And oh, Michael yeah, Fassbender's character goes, no, I haven't. Have you? He goes, no. But I've, I've spoken to somebody who has. And he makes that very point. And he's like, uh, you cannot watch without being an accessory to a murder. Because it's production is, um, it's very production is, is, is dependent upon the viewer. So if you're a part of that viewership, you are an accessory to the murder. And it's the same thing uh, with, with the kitty porn. Or if you want to do regular porn, that's what I'm saying. You are, you are an accessory to that, that woman's prostitution, that, that guy, I guess, too. Right. right? So, um, and that's, the, that's kind of the sick part when it comes to, to child pornography. I mean, the whole let's thing just be is- honest. Let's not lie to ourselves about this shit. Because it doesn't make us feel good or, or whatever. We're tr- we want to do something and we try to justify it to ourselves. And we come up with these, the, the what's it called? The, the mental acrobatics to make it work. And so we feel less guilty about it. But it's like, no, no, let's just, let's just look at what we're doing here and be honest and admit it. And then from there, maybe you can make a change and actually feel good about yourself, about not watching that, whether it's regular pornography and certainly certainly not kitty porn and any any pervert out there who's out and i'm letting you know you're a pervert if you're watching kitty porn and scum absolute scum you are complicit you are complicit you're an accessory to that child's rape that's what you're doing no with fans what's about it but anyway i got a little serious and dark yeah jared fogel jared fogel yeah we're talking about jared fogel i was gonna tell you i don't know if uh i ever told you this obviously it's a it's a, it's kind of an awkward story. It's, it's, you know, I've been uncomfortable about it ever since I found out this was like back in 2016, 2017. Did I ever tell you that I, I worked with a dude in the Navy that ended up getting busted, busted for child pornography? No, you told me about the guy uh, and you didn't, you were with him. You didn't serve with him, but he was a, a SEAL instructor who, was like married to Jules Jade, one of the porn stars, and he did some videos with her, and he got in trouble. In the yeah, Navy. that was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, <laughs> That's a different guy. Moon, That's a different. Because he was guy. moonlighting. Right. Yeah, different guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was just moonlighting you know, as a porn star, which. It's not good. For, which not a good image for the for the military. For it's not, US but again, forces. man. I mean, I mean, how many people? If how you're many an people officer, know, if you're how, a commissioned how much, off, well, let me make this point. If you're a commissioned officer in our armed forces, you should not be, you should not be prostituting yourself. There is a gentleman's standard. It's unbecoming. What do we, that's, that's, a, that's a charge in the military. You can be court-martialed for it. Unbecoming of an officer, right? It's unbecoming of an officer to record yourself fucking your wife and then publish it for the, wife, for the world to see for, for a profit. Certainly for a profit. 
Am I nuts here? Am I nuts? You're not nuts. Can I talk? (laughs) Can I talk? (laughs) One, I think he was, I'm pretty sure he was an enlisted guy. Not saying it makes a huge difference. I'm just saying I think he was an enlisted guy. I look at it as, I don't disagree with you because that opens a huge can of worms for me to say, you know what? This guy's wife's a pornographic actress. He jumped in a couple of the videos, what they do in their own private time outside of the military, who gives a shit, really. And it's like half the people that'd be complaining about are probably watching his wife get boned anyway. He just tag team. He just tag teamed into one of the videos, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wrestling match. Tag me in, coach. Got it. So, uh, yeah, I guess I, I guess I, that, 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 just, that creates a deep that creates a deeper that creates a deeper conversation because it's like say say my wife and i started a only fans fans only or only fans whatever it is only only fans, only fans account yeah. right don't act like and you don't know what it's called you fucking I, for, I forget you every time phony. i go to say it every <laughs> you forget every say, time you go to the website and, and jerk <laughs> off yeah okay. sure. <laughs> i go to the, yeah i end up on this website it's just a bunch of ceiling fans only ceiling fans fans, fans only.com <laughs> yeah. i want to go to <laughs> i want one that spins counterclockwise um just no so say fans. Yeah. so say uh say my wife and i want to do only fans or something and we're like oh what shit what if somebody we know finds out i just think of again back to the 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 navy seal guy he's in he's married to an actual porn star i never would have known that or put two and two together if somebody didn't tell me i had no idea who she was no idea who he was no idea he was in a video with her any of that stuff so somebody came across it and went out of their way to make a stink about it where if like my wife and i had pretty big she's a she's a famous porn star yeah but i didn't know i didn't know in fact her I didn't know of her. I knew it of is. her before it's, you it's, told me the story. I knew of her oh, before yeah. you told well, the story. Ab- like, oh, yeah, I know her. I it's absolutely to, her. to watch her shit. Yeah. But, um, but back to my point. So if I, so, so there's the, I guess, how would you put it? So you knew who she was. I didn't know who she was. Most people did. But, but if I'm privately starting like an OnlyFans account with my wife, and my biggest concern, you know, would be like, oh, we're going to lose our anonymity or whatever. But it's like, so here's a famous porn star i didn't even know who she was like it's not like you're gonna walk into the grocery store and everywhere you go people are gonna be like hey you were that guy in that video man what the hell right i, f- I feel like you're still keeping your anonymity when you're uh when you're engaging in that stuff and no, the only other reason i bring that up just to kind of i feel like i lost my own my own point with it but um like my, my actually you're because a nut bag because you you're gonna you're gonna keep your anonymity if especially if you're uh, if you're a porn star of her level porn star of her level and you're in pornography the professional gig for first of all no matter how small you only did this one video was with this one guy and it was all like everyone in your family and your circle and your social circle your friends will find out about it pretty soon it seems i don't know how, how that happens but that seems to be the story with everybody who's ever done anything like this where they've had sex and then published it online for the world it gets found by the people you know who are closest to you. They find out. They just do. Now, anonymity, anonymous, anonymity, anonymity. I'm too drunk. I'm too drunk. <laughs> You're drunk. I'm not drunk, but I'm, I'm a little liquored up. Uh, anonymity. Anonymity. Thank you. General anonymity for doing the doing this 
taking a career. If you do one video, or if you're just kind of a regular OnlyFans couple and you're not that big of a deal, yeah, you could probably go to the grocery store and people wouldn't recognize you because you don't have that many viewers. But the reason why, but if you're if you're somebody like Jules Jade, yeah, you're going to get recognized probably a considerable amount somehow. Somehow, yeah, you will. And it, it's because. And why people find out in your family and your friends so quickly if you do anything like that, even if it's like one small little nothing deal, um, it's it's because everybody watches porn, most everybody, like a lot, billions, and so eventually somebody knows somebody. We're all six, we're all six degrees within knowing every human being in the planet. They say, right? Mm. You probably only need about three degrees of of someone knowing you to let you know everybody in your family that you did that act, probably. And three degrees, probably, you know, separation. You you know lots and lots, hundreds of millions of people within three degrees, probably. I don't know, maybe 10. I don't know. It probably really escalates, escalates, whichever, for every degree up, but right in a society it works within a society so if you want to know some poor kid in bangladesh who lives in a hut with no electricity you need that full six degrees to, to have that connection with that boy um but you know uh donald trump we're, we're probably three degrees away from donald trump all the, like every every american is probably three degrees away from from knowing donald trump i bet you know, you've mm. met somebody, know somebody who knows somebody who knows Donald Trump on a personal level because yeah. he's so ubiquitous and famous and he's made a lot of friends. Right. And he's within our own society. He's an American. So we're probably within three degrees, three, four tops of knowing every single American, I would say. And you need that fifth and sixth degree to get the real obscure nooks and crannies, third world country little shits that we'll never find but people who are highly connected through social media the internet all that stuff has really lowered that that threshold where we probably know the vast majority of people within three to four degrees right anyways well that's why you get caught doing pornography very easily go ahead yeah back to yeah back to my point really quick and then i'll get back to the story i was originally going to tell you before we went down this uh rabbit hole was my my whole point with that is if if my wife and I were both, you know, thought we're, and and this is all brought up because she, I think she jokingly sent me, this is like last winter, she sent me a link and it was some couple even in the UK that was like a couple, UK couple makes, you know, 20,000, 20,000 a month. Yeah. On the, from their, from their OnlyFans site. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And yeah, I, I read the article. It's like, yeah, we just hit a point where we wanted to spend the time together and decided let's do this. So I'm thinking they just like sit and tickle each other, which they, they do sometimes they take like requests and stuff. Um, but they do like full on. Yeah. Porn dick in vagina. Yeah. Dick in her butt porn. And so did you pay I, on OnlyFans to watch no, it? To find out no, no, I didn't. That? But how do you know? I didn't. How do you know? Because I looked up their name. I can't even tell you their names now. I don't remember it. It was like 
I don't know. I'd be guessing, but Mike and Jess, maybe one of those names is right or something. Um, but Mike and Jess. But no, I said it. I said it. My, no, it's Mike and Jess. Mike and Jess. Fun porn name. You drunk fool. Um, let me finish my point. The point being, if my wife never sent me that fucking article and I never fucking looked them up, I would have no idea that this couple in the UK does porn of course their family's probably going to find out of course their close friends are probably going to find out of course they somebody did. that they, they have somebody that they personally know on a level is going to find out and they told they took the responsibility to tell their family this is what we're doing you guys like it or not we're doing it don't watch it you know what i mean don't don't but look for it if you, if you do but if you, you do did. it's on if you do you it's did on find you. out about them but here's the point is you did find out about them you said i probably if it wasn't for my wife it would but you did and she found out because they wrote an article about them because they were bragging about how much money they were making, right? Or the art, the, whoever the journalist was, was like, yeah, wow, that, look, that they're this couple, this is like a whole new subculture of, of a career here people can do all from the comfort of their own bedroom. They can make 20000 a month, right? But the point yeah. is, there's a fucking article written about them. Of course, everybody in their family and friends knows what they're up to. But who cares? And anybody who ever's met them knows them and says holy shit they found out about them. everybody they've ever known in their lives and both of them found out about them found out and but, know what they're doing and if they want they can go and watch and talk but who cares that's kind dude. of disturbing i think it's disturbing right I, if you found I, out somebody I'm, from high school was doing porn i guess would you want to watch that probably not but that's the that's my whole point yeah, it's like nobody dude, it's, from high school that you want to fuck other than me of course but i would never let that happen i'd never do porn that's my whole point they obviously have enough people that you know they can make a great living doing it that want to watch them as a fan base and if you don't want to watch it don't fucking watch it you don't want to run into you know seeing your buddy your you ex-co-worker do you ever think about that like your daughter grows up gets into porn would that ruin pornography for you would you then quit pornography i don't even point? want to I don't even that's want to what I thought. That. That's what I thought. So you should stop watching porn altogether, I think. What you think? It's pretty ugly, isn't it? You get your get the right perspective in. That's somebody's daughter. That's from that girl. That girl grinding on that fucking pole. <laughs> it's a receipt from the Bellagio Hotel for eight hundred dollars. I am so fucked up. So fucked. She texts. She checks my credit card statement. <laughs> Who is this crazy lady? He's letting this out. So oh, yeah. God. So so back to this dude I worked with, man. Because I don't think I've told you this, and it's uh, it's I think it's In pretty Navy, fucked right? up. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's 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 fucked up because I have a young daughter and that this whole this whole thing terrifies me because in a, in a roundabout way it's like I it involves me because I knew the guy and I never knew this but uh I think it was 2016 2017 I get a text from another buddy from the navy that I hadn't heard from cuz I'd been out for one two years now and I'm like what the fuck is this I'm driving by the way um I'm driving when I get the text and I look it up and Virginia man sentenced to, uh, to prison for child pornography. And it's a fucking mugshot of this dude I worked with in the Navy. And you just happened I, across that. You happened across this article. No, my buddy sent it to me. Oh, okay. Your buddy, another buddy, so, another, yeah. Another buddy sent it like, Hey man, the Navy. Uh, he, yeah. It must've come out in like Navy time. Talk something. about he, that being un, uh, uh, unbecoming of a, of a, of a, of a seaman. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kitty porn possession, huh? Okay. 
so at first I'm like, dude, there's no, I was literally like, there's no way this is possible. Cause I don't remember the last time I talked to him. The last time I talked to him, I think was on the phone. And like I said, the, this, the, the, the child pornographer in the case, in this case is what I'm talking about. I don't remember the last time I talked to him because him and I weren't like good friends. He was more somebody that was like, don't, don't, don't you try to do this. You were fucking chums with this guy. You were as close as two cats in a, in a, in a knitted knapsack. You let me finish my cock sucking story. No, I wasn't super buddy buddy with him because I always thought like if, if this guy had gotten trouble or went to jail for anything, I always thought he'd go to jail for like his temper. Cause he had like a super hot temper would do dumb shit, would be like, yeah, I was out at the bar and PB and some dude bumped me. So I like pulled my knife out to show him. And I was like, are you fucking stupid? You're in Pacific Beach. It's a bunch of college people drinking. Of course, people are going to bump you, dude. Like, you're, it's not worth going to prison the rest of your life. a lot of insecurities. Stabbing somebody over. So that, yeah, so I was shocked. But no, he definitely had crashed on my couch at least once or twice. He was, Ooh. you know, he was like close friends with friends of mine, which is why I would like run into him or like, you know, going out like when a group of guys would go out, like he'd be there. But yeah, he's crashed on my couch a couple of times and I, he, ne- you know, it's just one of those, again, terrifying things. He never once was like, yeah, man, who cares? You had, how a, you had a pedo or who? so close to you. You let him into your house under your roof and took him in. And all so the time, kinda, I mean, I'm saying you didn't know it is the difference. You didn't know it. Of course, I'm not. On a serious note, obviously it's not your fault. No, but that you have any indications? Do you have any indications that he was into children? He's into kids. No, and that—that's why I'm saying it's terrifying. I can't think of one memory where he was ever like, "Oh, who cares if the chick's 16 or who cares, uh, whatever." I can't think of one thing he ever said that stepped to me is like, "That's kind of fucking weird." Like, how old was the? How old? So, did he produce this video, this pornographic content? No, I know. Was he involved um, in it, or was he just possessed it? He was just in possession of it on like, a, I think when I read the article it was on like a hard drive that was found. And I, and so that was the other part of it is because I, I had such a hard time even believing it. I started <laughs> almost thinking like naturally wanting to side with him, <laughs> um, not side with him, but just think like, man, what? He's, he's what? innocent. Well, I was like, when was the last time I talked to him? I was like, I think he was dating some some woman that already had a kid. I'm like, maybe it was like a bad breakup or something, and the chick's trying to be like, F you. Revenge. Because I had some kind of a revenge thing, like, fuck this guy's life up. But it was, I was talking to another lawyer friend of mine, just like, can you make any sense of this? Do you think that, like, if this is what they're saying and this is what they found, it's, you know, it's pretty cut and dry that, that he's guilty and this lawyer friend was like, yeah, they're, they're usually pretty sure that by the time they, if they're especially if they get some tangible evidence and they're not going to basically, they're not going to once they raid, once they do the raid and they've got your hard drive. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever they want in your hard drive and and throw you in jail for whatever they want. Terrifying. That's that's what they're doing to Donald Trump. They put a bunch of kitty porn. They inserted a bunch of kitty porn into his hard drive. Are they going to blackmail him? It was him. So he won't run again in 2024. Oh. Now you know. Wow. That's the scoop. They inserted yeah. a bunch of kitty porn in his in this in this innocent, clean hard drive that wouldn't hurt or harm a fly. Well, can you imagine, dude? Huh. Can you imagine that? Like, say that guy, say those hard drives never got found. Can you imagine that guy's you know, say still in the Navy with some of my friends that have kids and like, Hey, I'll watch your kids for you. 
That's fucking terrifying, dude. I grew up next to a pedophile. My next door neighbor was a kid. Uh, that explains a lot. And not just like 15, 14 year olds, children. I think it's fucking. Did he not get busted or did he get busted long ago and was out? No, he did his time. He did his time. What happened was, I think this was, I think he must have moved in before Megan's law was a thing. I think he did. To my parents' defense. Uh, And when it started becoming a thing, I was probably like 12 or 13. And one of my buddies' dad was like, hey, you know, you got a pink dot living right next door to you, right? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, there's a there's a child sex offender. There's a sex offender right next door. Which one? That house. And he points at it. It's the next door neighboring neighbor house. I was like, well, thanks for dropping me off right next door to it. You know, my home. Uh, pray for me. I take the, the very treacherous, scary walk back into my front until I got into the front door. And uh, I told my parents, I said, hey. I just heard from so-and-so that we have a pedophile next door. They're like, what are you talking about? Like a little drama and freak out. And then sure enough, they look it up on the Megas. Yeah, they looked up on Megas. There it was. And what happened, what happened is, is we had this crazy lady. She had three children. And um, they were all adults by the time we grew up. Or we moved in, except for one who was like 15 or something and when we were kids. So uh, eventually he got old and he was gone. Um, but she had a daughter and the daughter married this fucking sicko, knowing full well what he had done. Huh. Kid fucker. And <clears throat> just fucking crazy weird people live next door. Man. Weird, weird people. Strange, stranger, strange people. But yeah, the guy was a hallmark, hallmark case. So they disclosed that he had been to jail or prison. I don't know how they phrased it. The proper term would be prison, but I, they might have just said jail. I can't remember. But I remember that was a thing. The next door neighbor girl, the daughter, who's a grown woman, married uh, a guy who's been to prison, the convict. And he's fine. He's cool. He's this and that. But they didn't disclose the most important part that he went to prison for sexual offenses against minors. And I think they confronted and say, Oh, he's clean. He's all good. Blah, blah, blah. And whatever, you know? Um, yeah. And so there was a, my older brother swears that he broke into her house, put in some recording, uh, video stuff in, in his room so he can jerk off to him. Um, <laughs> there was a time, I guess, I don't remember this, but my brothers, my two little brothers remember this. When we came home from a week-long vacation or whatever as a family, and all of a sudden, we it sounded like somebody was in the house and left. <laughs> and, uh, uh, they We had a downstairs bedroom where my brothers lived or slept in. That was their bedroom they shared. It was also where the, the pool table was eventually. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, so I remember that. There was a double yeah, double double French door, uh, you know, access to the backyard from there. And we were in these long half to three-quarter acre lots 
in a row. So we had one, each neighbor on each side of us had one like that. And so it sounded like somebody went through that French door in the back, in the backyard, like open and closed. And went down there, we're checking things out. We don't see anybody in the house. And, uh, we checked outside or whatever. And they thought they saw a ruffling in the bushes or somebody hopped the fence or something the other side. And, and my brother claims that he's right there. It was dark and can't see. Like, I see he's, up, he's right there. I don't remember any of this, but he does. And so his theory is, is he was going in there and panty raiding the boys, the boys, uh, draw, uh, you know, dressers sniffing those little boy fucking boxer shorts. Jesus. <sighs> and so when we found out he was a he was a kid fucker who was like he's a pedo, was like, oh. But you know, honestly, there's a look in the eyes of a, of a pedo. You can totally, I can see one. I can see one from a mile away. Oh, that guy's a pedo. I can tell by his eyes. And look into his eyes and tell. I know it sounds crazy, but it, most guys who have the, not all pedophiles have that that look in their eyes, but all guys who have that look in their eyes, that type of eyeball shape and, and how it sets in their in their eye sockets, all guys who have that, they tend to be pedos somehow. I don't get it. It's crazy. Mm. And uh, you have the thick Coke bottle glasses, mustache, you know, the whole thing. Just real sicko. And uh yeah so um and then here's a real fucked up part uh and this is just conjecture <clears throat> so they moved out that family and the old lady who let her daughter and her pedophile husband move in next door to you know a family of six with four children me being the youngest the most prime of all potential victims uh after they moved out she rented this place to um, people who belonged to her church. She was some non-denominational Christian bogus shit, you know, whatever. Fucking weird people. And these people were bad characters, I think. The dad was deaf. So he, had, he couldn't hear, and so he spoke strangely, but he could still speak and have conversations, maybe through lip, lip, lip reading and then uh, you know, like, yeah, you can't, yes, yes, you know, you can't, yeah. like that. You know how deaf people talk, <laughs> like that. And um, I went to school with his daughter, uh, and this is not an attractive family. These are, you know, kind of on the lower end of of that kind of quality or whatever. But I don't know who came up with the idea. I don't know if it was my mom or my. I think it was maybe my mom believed. Because we had him over to do some work. The guy was like a handyman type. And somehow my mom got the idea. I don't know if she saw some evidence or heard something. But she was pretty sure. Because you could hear next door, he was pretty abusive and yelling at the kids all the time. She was pretty shut in, this girl. And uh, really sad. And uh, <clears throat> my mom believed that he was, he was probably molesting her. You know, his daughter, his own daughter young age so real fucked up individuals they all stick together these pedos wow yeah it's interesting they do no it's a thing it's like pedos stick together they figure out who they are each other and then they become it's like this 
fraternity and we have a fraternity for cigar smokers but it's totally unofficial and like like whatever it's we don't think about or talk about it it's like oh you're a cigar smoker i suddenly trust you and we can we can we're we're out we're we're these outcasts in society where nobody likes us except for us once they find out we smoke cigars at least that's how it works in america and um pedos is like obviously that has to be kept under wraps and once you find it's like this little conspiracy you you should know like oh you like kids oh me too and then they like exchange their shit they beat off together to the, to the sickening disgusting shit and they cover each other's backs and they perpetuate each other's illness because it just feels too good. The temptation is too strong. Jesus. But, yeah. So I don't know about your friend. His, uh, you would have never guessed, huh? I, I never would have guessed. Eyes that were like, oh yeah, that's a pedo. You can tell by the look in his eyes. Can you tell by his eyes? I mean, no, I still can't honestly say I ever would have guessed that. It's like I said, I thought he would have would ended up, you know, in trouble, going to jail for some kind of like a a, a, a rage incident, you know, like a fight or pulling a knife right. on somebody or shooting somebody. Yeah, I would have saw that, but that that's why I'm saying it's kind of kind of terrifying. Is yeah, I cannot because I, I, that would have raised a flag. There's no way that you know. That a, that a guy ever makes a joke to you about like, yeah, like who can, you know, like talking about like an 18 year old chick or something is one thing. But when it's like you're talking about some, you know, somebody making like a joke, like a joke about something sexual with a little kid, you'd be like, all right, dude, that's a little too fucking much, man. Or you'd be like, I'm <laughs> going to watch out for this, like better watch out for this guy. And I can't think of a, it's like even a joke he ever said. So, well, I mean, from what you described about what he was talking about doing over there in Pacific beach, like that spews somebody who has low IQ and is very insecure about something in his life. Usually something very personal, small penis. In this case, we found out he has a thing for kids apparently, or we don't know. You don't know what, what age was the, the child, right? Or it was just possession of pornography. Yeah. What I have no idea. Was, what if it was just teenage girls who are more or less fully developed, but they're underage and don't have the emotional, psychological maturity to engage in certain acts like that, especially with adults. Um, but I mean that, but that's not quite being a pedophile at that point. If you're, if it's a 16, 17 year old woman, young woman, young girl, uh, not younger, old girl, I guess, uh that's a fuckload different than a 12 year old or any 14 and younger essentially is that kind of that line where oh my gosh you're a pedophile you have a thing for prepubescent children you know um <clears throat> and if if this guy's frustrated small penis insecure um can't get girls, but has an opportunity with a young high school girl who's like 17, 16, right? That's the kind of personality who would take their shot and try to get with it. You know, my brother, <clears throat> my brother, uh, my, my oldest brother, he lives in Georgia. And one of his friends who's mid fifties or so, 
uh, has a son who's like 26 and he's currently courting a 15, 16 year old girl and the family of the girl is gung ho. There's no sex involved. You know, they're all very strong religious people. So wait till marriage and all that. But it's like this guy, my, my brother's friend, uh, his son is undoubtedly a virgin himself. He's 26. He just has no ability to get anywhere in that realm with, with, with the opposite sex. And so if he wants a shot at getting a girl, he's got to kind of get them when they're young, right? And that's exactly what he's doing. And um, it, it's kind of a fucked up situation. And I'm not going to get into the dynamics, but I just want to kind of get at that point where there's some guys who are in the mid to late 20s or whatever, and they just can't get with girls their own age because they're so terrible with them. And when you're a young girl and you see an adult guy, that gives you clout. High school girls brag about dating the 22-year-old boyfriend, right? Like I was dating a 25-year-old, what's that, uh, um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Jennifer Jason Lee's character. She loses her virginity to a 25-year-old guy or whatever. Takes her on an adult date in her fancy car, in his fancy car or whatever, T-Bird or Pontiac, whatever it is. And then after the date, he takes her someplace and he takes her virginity, right? Well, that's bragging rights if you're a 16-year-old girl. You were able to, to attract and, and get a grown man who's 25. It's like, well, when you come to that age, young lady, to 25, you're going to look at guys like him like absolute creeps, right? You're going to be completely unattractive. But when you're that young, the fact that you're just older makes you suddenly a factor and more attractive. So somebody like, again, I'm going to go back to your friend here. You don't want to call him your friend, but he was. Don't deny it. You guys are chums. Okay. You had him over to your house. You petted his head. You gave him a few massages. You told him how special he was. Okay. You petted his head. <laughs> Shared in some brews, some brouhaha's. And uh, it sounds like this is a guy, and I can't say, I don't know the, the age of these, the, the pornography. And so that's the thing. It's a big deal. If he really was, and there were under 14 prepubescent young girls, then okay, he's a pedo. Um, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But if it's like, oh, these are just not 18 yet, barely not 18 yet kind of situation, then it's like, okay, he's, he's less of a pedo. He's just a frust sexually frustrated with no ability, no, no confidence, trying to get whatever he can. And he has to use that I'm an older man advantage over a high school girl, which to me is extremely creepy, extremely creepy. Uh, I could never, I couldn't, I couldn't do it, right? Preying on some high school chick? Are you kidding me? Some high school girl? That's ridiculous. I can recognize maybe a high school girl's, oh, she's very beautiful, but it's just the maturity level is so detached. And it's like this, this girl doesn't even know who the fuck she, she is yet or what she wants to be. Right. You know, and then it just feels weird and creepy uh, and very much taking advantage of somebody's immaturity. It's just, it's just wrong on my level, but, um, but it isn't pedophilia because if, 
they've gone on the other side of puberty and they're basically sexually they can they're sexually uh, uh developed at that point it's like okay i can recognize that it's not pedophilia but at the same point that it's still wrong um but that's probably that's that could be the that could be the case for this guy but i've never met him and i don't know but the fact that you say that that stuff that little episode he had at uh, Pacific Beach tells me he's got some insecurities. And that's where that's coming from. Low IQ and insecurities, most likely. He come off a little stupid to you? Um, no, not not stupid in any kind of like, uh, like, uh, like intelligent enough to, to, you know, I think do well in school and learn things. And uh, yeah, like not like a, he had a learning disability. How difficult is that, man? Yeah, but uh, yeah. So anyway, I don't know. Again, like I said, it wasn't like he and I were best buds or nothing. So yeah, you guys, yeah, you were. Don't fucking sugarcoat it. Don't try to deny it now. Oh, you guys are so close. You went to the the Navy ball together. He was your plus one. He was your date. You wore the dress, the gown. All right. Well, moving along. Cause uh, <laughs> what else? What else were we gonna? Were we gonna talk about? Oh, real quick. you were asking about Fo- Jared Fogle, how fucked he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's got to be fucked because he had to be worth a few million bucks oh, from the subway ads, he's, right? He's getting fucked. He's getting fucked every single night up in that up in that fucking up in that jailhouse. You know, I heard cookie. recently there's a there's a guy that a buddy of mine sent me a while ago and it's kind of funny just because it's so random but there's this guy Wes Watson he was in prison in California for like 10 years for some uh for like dealing drugs and some other shit but anyway he does these YouTube videos and they're just kind of funny to watch because he's like jacked out of his mind and all tattooed shit and he'll just like be screaming at the camera like you're being a bitch and all you people believe in comments on my Leaving comments on my YouTube, you probably got fucking titties, and you're a fucking bitch. It's funny, but anyway, I was I was actually listening to one of the things that he said just because it's kind of curious to hear the uh, prison politics and stuff like that from time to time when I'm just driving around or bored. But he prison said politics, that huh? prison pol yeah, there's prison politics, man, of for, sure. Yeah. for um, sure. Yeah. But he was saying that they purposely, uh, the way prisons designed, they purposely put those dudes the like the pedophiles and rapists and shit like that they put them in a oh, I can't, they don't put them in gen pop they put them in what the hell is it called um uh, yeah a, they keep them in they keep them away from general population. yeah they keep they yeah. keep away from gen pop because if they come yeah, into yeah. gen pop those guys have enough of like a law and order of their own where it's like somebody's gonna get the hit for that dude like either you better kill him or we're gonna kill you kind of a thing yeah and that's what they had to do with him they they separate them special treatment separate them protections or whatever i i don't know what it is but and the same thing happened for i know scott peterson scott peterson has never been mixed up in general pop and usually high profile criminal cases criminal uh, convictions the dude who's going to be convict who's a high profile guy uh, uh they separate them they separate them they don't let them in general pop it's usually a bad idea in certain cases maybe not if you're a mafioso uh Crime lord, crime lord type. You have your people in there, and you don't need protection because they'll they'll protect you, kind of a thing. But if you're if you're a dude who isn't a criminal like that, and everybody saw what you did, and it's not even that. It, 
pedophiles are notorious. If you're a pedophile, you go to prison. You're gonna, you can't be in general pop. You will get, you will get shanked. You're gonna get, you're gonna get whacked out. Jared Fogle, he is probably on uh, the protection thing, but I don't know. I uh, what was it? The when he first got caught and he was getting convicted, there was some guy who was uh, on one of the news channels getting um, interviewed about Jared Fogle. And this guy was an ex-convict and spent many years in prison. And up until that point, in that day, or by then, he was uh, he was a prison consultant for wealthy and celebrity people who are about to go to jail. Like, think wow. get hard. Think get hard uh, with what's his name. Oh, yeah, Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's this rich guy who defrauded. Thing is, if you're guilty of white-collar crime, you're not going to a maximum security prison with a bunch of fucking rapists and murderers and, and you know, armed robbers and all that. You're not going there. You're going to a, a minimum security prison where it's like more like a hotel, apparently. Um, you know, Bernie Madoff is living quite finely with his kosher meals and shit in prison right now, wherever he is. Um, but so th that's kind of fantasy, but Jared Fogle is a perfect example of somebody who's going to a serious place, maximum security for a serious crime. And he's a celebrity, everybody knows. And he's, he's, he's a millionaire, so he can afford to pay a consultant like this. But when he was talking, he was like, yeah, I prep them. I get them ready for prison. I just kind of let them know what to expect, what, how to do, strategize, how to survive, and all that stuff. And uh, somebody asked him, like, oh, so is he, uh, how's he going to fare in there? Is he blah, blah, blah. And he made some comment. I heard that he said this. He goes, oh, yeah, Jared, he's going to be receiving a foot long every night. You know? No so. way. The guy that said that? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, he did. But that doesn't make sense if... You're going to separate him from General Pop, right? It doesn't. How is he receiving a foot long every night if he's got his own cell and they only let him out for yard time when nobody else is around? I don't know. You know? I don't know. So, hmm. unless unless he has to take a shower with everybody at the same time. I don't know. I've never been to prison. I've only seen it in movies and certain television shows. Same. I don't ever. I don't ever want to go either. I just was. Uh, Have you ever visited I was one of those things, in prison? No. Yeah. My uncle. One of those things I'm interested enough. You what? I said my uncle was a prison guard for thirty years. Yeah, I mean, I should ask probably, him. If, yeah, he can yeah. answer some of those questions for you. Yeah, I think Charlie Manson was at Folsom, right? Was at Folsom yeah. Prison. That's where my my uncle worked for the first fifteen years of his career. I think maybe ten. End up going to Susanville, maximum security prison. Talk about a town. It's literally a prison town. It's a town where the only income comes into that is through Native American checks, so like Native Americans, like gaming checks or whatever that you get, and uh, uh, people who work at the prison. Wow. And then, yeah, people who serve them, the families of all. It's like, wow, nothing going. Desert, high desert town. Ah, uh, so it was interesting. Uh, my ex-girlfriend, she's from Brazil, right? That one, 
and she never tried subway before this would have been back in february or something and uh you you haven't she was at some uh airport with her mother and she said i just tried subway i'm going to try subway oh yeah try subway sandwich they're great you know for for his fast food you know and uh she was in milwaukee or something she said the guy who served her had never met or seen a brazilian before in his life and so he was like blown away like holy fuck and and i like and i asked her oh you know about jared right from subway she's like no she's never been to subway she never heard of it and so i got i got i had the distinct pleasure of telling her about the jared story the jared saga the jared fogel and it's to an outsider it's a pretty crazy story to not be a part of to, to like we're attached we're too close to as americans we were we grew up with jared fogel in our living room you know massaging our, our bellies and our ears and telling us how we're not gonna we don't need to be fat if we don't want to be and we had no idea he was he had another angle going on you know and it, it was shocking remember that remember how shocking it was to find out and then it wasn't it was like oh yeah so because he had the pedophile eyes man Jared Fogel had the pedophile, the pedophile eyes that I'm talking about. You could see it in his eyes. You could see it in his eyes. Like he's a fucking kid fucker. Right? And uh, seems like a nice, nice enough, plain, unassuming guy. You can see it in his eyes. Kid fucker. And so, uh, um, but that was, that was a pretty, whoa. Jared Fogel, the guy from the subway guy who's still... Subway never let him go. Like they were still using him up until that point. He was one of the, he, he had one of the longest storied careers as being a spokesperson for any, any major American corporation in history. Think about that. Who competes with Jared Fogel? Like you got Ronald McDonald, but Ronald McDonald isn't a real fucking dude. Right. And was the guy from Wendy's, Dave, but he was the real founder of Wendy's. Like he wasn't going anywhere. Same thing with Colonel Sanders, right? This guy was the Colonel Sanders of Subway, essentially, without actually being a founding member or individual of the company. He was just the fat guy who claimed to have eaten Subway every single day for a year and a half or something. He went from 450 pounds to 180 or whatever, 90. That's his story, right? Yeah. I mean, remember those when those commercials started happening? Look at here's Jared. Look at how he used to look. And he shows him walking down the street and he was this fucking obese, obese fat fuck. Terribly obese. He was oh, over 400 pounds, I bet, right? And then he'd, he'd hold uh, uh, his fucking his jeans, his old jeans he used to wear next to him and hold them to the side and compare. And it's like those jeans were as big as a, as a fucking sail. Right to some ship, and yeah, yep. And then he was he was with them for years. They're still doing commercials with them. Whether it was just a nice little plug-in, and that's who these like. What's his name? Uh, who are the who are the uh, the sports people? Yeah, athletes who are now repping. Subway, who are the spokespeople? Oh, that's, their, that's their legacy. They are forever related to Jared Fogel because they're that same legacy. They better be getting paid handsomely. 
because now every time I see a, a subway, a subway spokesperson, I think this is an organization that's running an underground child pornography pedophilia ring. And the head of it was, was uh, Fogel. Maybe that's how they found him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hot muffin stuff. Hot muffin stuff. <laughs> Obviously, that's a joke about Subway. Please don't sue me. Um, I don't think Subway's, anybody's really eating Subway anymore anyways. But it is, it is crazy to think that. It's a pretty crazy story. You have this guy, fat guy, claims to eat Subway every single day for a year and a half, loses 400 pounds or 350 or whatever it is. Now he's normal, uh, more or less. And Subway's like, oh, wow, we can run with this story. We can pitch how for fast food, this is the healthy option. Like if he ate McDonald's every day, he'd be fucked, right? He wouldn't be losing weight. Like, well, if he only ate a little bit of McDonald's every day, he would lose weight, wouldn't he? Right? Right. If he, if he just ate a little bit of McDonald's, just like, I'm going to allow myself to have one 29-cent hamburger every single day for a year and a half. And I'm going to eat nothing else but that one 29-cent hamburger. I think you're going to lose weight if you're 450 pounds. Don't you? Yeah, you're, you're just uh, you're just lowering your calories in, and that's and that's all he did. And I was talking to somebody, and we were talking about that. Jared, like to be Jared, you're an insane person. To be to be a person who commits themselves to eat only a Subway sandwich, only Subway every single day, and that's all you eat every single day is just a Subway sandwich. Sandwich or Subway. And I'm sure he just allotted himself once. Maybe he did two sandwiches and then he, he slowly worked his way down to one and then eventually it was a half a sandwich or whatever. But the story of, of Subway is you can get most everything nutritious-wise in there. It's not terribly healthy, but you, you got your protein, you got a little bit of dairy with the cheese. It's all processed crap. Right, but you get your veggies, your tomatoes and, and pickles, and you get your vinegars in there, right? It's good for the digestive system. And you got your carbs, right? So it's like, oh, okay, all right. You know, it's 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 certainly better than a McDonald's cheeseburger for sure. But um, you're covering a lot of the bases still. But it, it, but the true story is he lost weight by eating less, and he committed himself. But it is, it is kind of funny. It's like you have to be an insane person to sit down and, and tell yourself, I'm just going to eat this every single day for a year and a half or whatever it was and nothing else. There you have it. But anyway, so, and then to find out he's a pedophile on the end, after all that investment Subway put into him, they lined they aligned themselves to, to this pedophile all these years. They associated with, they had him, the face of the company. They put their whole backing behind this guy for whatever fucking reason. It was one marketing campaign idea that just grew into a huge ogre monster. And then talk about getting fucked on the back end there. 
Subway hasn't been the same since. Didn't their business suffer dramatically? Like until recently, and they got a new CEO, and now they're doing fresher ingredients. It's like people kind of lost. Like I don't kind of want to buy from these people. Do you blame Subway, the corporation? I mean, not really. That's, Did they create yeah. this monster? Maybe when he was really fat, he couldn't attract the, the young little children into his lair. And it wasn't until he got rich and skinny that he could. And it is Subway's fault that he was able to victimize him. In a lot of ways, I'm, I, it's kind of a joke I'm making, but the money, I think, is a bit major part why he was able to victimize so many children. So Subway is kind of responsible for that in a roundabout way, indirectly, which is a big distinction, but still there. They fed a monster. They fed a monster until he got powerful enough to maximize his reach and capabilities to victimize the amount of children he did. Without all those resources, he couldn't have done that. He would have just been in his mother's basement, beaten away at some kitty porn or whatever, right? And then we would have busted him or whatever and rolled him into some prison cell. Then he would have gotten knifed out until he was done. I wonder if he added the pounds on now that he's in prison and depressed and he can't have his subway every morning. You think he's, he got, he's like substantially fatter? Uh, in prison? No, I He's yoked. No, he's I don't. Roids. He's working out every day. He's fucking yoked. I doubt he's. I doubt he's taking roids, and I doubt they're. I doubt they're giving you, you know, a surplus of food. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? I've just realized I've been talking a mile a minute, and uh, I'm on this new diet pill because I'm not allowed to work out. I got sutures. In my body and the doctor said i'm not allowed to, to exercise what are the month. sutures for i had some skin as a dermatologist i had some skin removal for testing huh. and um and so it was like oh well, if you you're you're not allowed i wasn't allowed to take a shower for 48 hours the first 48 hours and was, then you switch it out and then you're supposed to not get them that wet and then you bandage them and all this stuff and don't stretch don't exercise don't exert don't exert too much energy or anything because I think maybe the sutures might get loosened or whatever and the, and the wound might burst and start to bleed. Wasn't allowed to drink alcohol for a while. No, no tobacco either. Thins the blood. Makes it more easily to seep out of the wound. Um, all this shit. Anyways, long story short, is I wasn't, I'm not allowed to exercise. So uh, I got this diet pill that I kind of got suckered into buying um i'm not going to say its name or its brand or anything but i got suckered into buying i was like oh wow, wow. these science backed by science right oh you got this ingredient so from from this and that all right and I'm like, ah, fuck it I'll, I'll give it a shot and my idea was um so this is supposed to help me shed an extra extra little layer of fat potentially um when i get to the part point i want to with my body from exercise and uh, so I'm like, okay, once I get to that, then I'll start taking this, this, this supplement and seeing if it has an effect on me. Cause I wasn't going to just stop working out. I, I am, I started going, I've been doing it. So I keep that train rolling. Well, now I have this month long hiatus from, from exercise. I figured, well, I have a month supply of the supplement. 
let's try it out. I'm not allowed to work out. Let's see if it has an effect on it, if it works. Did you take it now this I evening? It. Oh, I, no, I didn't take it this evening. I take it in the mornings, like late more mid, late mornings. So what I do is I have a banana and three mandarins, and then I take two of these pills, right? You know, I eat it with the meal. And it has a, an unpleasant feeling if you don't have enough food. It kind of burns. I think it's some ingredients it has. It kind of, it kind of eats away at your stomach lining a little bit, maybe. Huh. It might be a little harsh. And so you should definitely eat it with something or ingest it with something. Uh, so curb your appetite? You're supposed to curb your appetite? Yeah. I look at an ingredient. Okay. There's caffeine in it. And I said, oh. And it, it just kind of re- reminds me. And when I'm on it, it's like, oh. All of a sudden, I've got like a bunch of energy. I'm charged again, right? It's like I might as well take modafinil. And modafinil has this effect too. Modafinil suppresses appetite and gets you kind of up and going, which I want to ask you about your experiences with Daffel so far, by the way, we'll get onto that next. But um, I'm just kind of laughing at myself, like all the little phony shit they're talking about, like it has this, this, and that. This is, I think these are just caffeine pills. <laughs> and so it suppresses your appetite. And that's all it is. Because all of a sudden I feel all hopped up throughout the day after taking these, these, these capsules. And of course, I'm eating. And of course, it's going to help me lose weight because I'm not hungry as much. I'm eating less. The Jared Fogel technique. <laughs> Why don't you want to say the name just so you're not repping something? Or yeah, I don't want to rep it. Mm. I don't want to text me. It. Text me. I'm curious. Well, it's also it's also sort of yeah, yeah sure. But um, I've I've heard of that like. I was listening to, I think it was a Joe Rogan podcast and he had some guy on who's talking about a friend who used to be morbidly obese and he committed himself to, to drinking only coffee with some type of butter in it. And that's all he would ingest. And he did it for like six months or four months or something. And he lost all his weight doing it that way. It's like, well, you didn't eat anything. Yeah. And the butter, the butter is where he got the calories, I guess. To, to survive but he didn't eat anything you know and then the coffee helps like when you're hungry you just drink a little coffee yeah that that will curb the appetite that'll make you not as hungry it's a great tactic to lose some pounds shed some shed some weight mm-hmm. you know it's like but the old diet pills of yesteryear my mom and i are laughing we talked to my grandma about it ah. she's talking how bad drugs are and this that and it's like grandma you were you were a meth head in the fucking 70s and 60s. You were a fucking meth head. You didn't even know meth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, those diet pills were amphetamine. They're just amphetamine pills. That's all they were. You were on amphetamine. That's all they were. You have you the energy you needed, all that stuff, and it suppressed your appetite dramatically. <laughs> Grandma's up all, all night. Killed your Grandma's appetite. up all night cleaning and out in the garage taking carburetors apart. I just need a little uh, nail polish remover. I'll get this fixed up right away. <laughs> Grandma, when's the last time you slept? Tuesday last week. <laughs> Tuesday. No, it's uh, it's kind of funny. but that's what they did. They, the old diet pills were just they gave you amphetamine. Here's some amphetamine. It'll suppress your appetite and it'll get you your motor running. So you'll actually burn more calories because you're, you're moving, you're walking, you're talking, you're, you know, like me right now, I'm I'm a mile a minute, right? I'm pacing right now as we're, as we're doing this. So, wow. Yeah, there you go. I don't do well with caffeine. 
that's why I quit. I quit coffee. Gave me anxiety. Fuck with my, uh, fuck with my sleep. Hmm. But uh, you know, combine it with the new pet. I think I get extra charge. I didn't take any new pet today. But um, yeah, but hmm. you know, I think it's it's working. It's like I'm eating less. I was before I was taking these pills. I was eating a little too much. I stretched my stomach out a little too much. My appetite was getting a little too big. And so I'm at a good place. So I do kind of owe a little bit to these diet pills. I feel like I am like an old housewife though for admitting I take diet pills. Yeah. I'm not allowed to exercise. I'm going to take some caffeine pills and clean oh, the like, house. It's like, it's, like, <laughs> well, perfect. it's like the perfect solution for this time. Like, yeah, I got a month supply. I can't work out for a month. Let's see how these things do. Let's find out. Picturing you gliding around your place with a Swiffer. If it smells clean, it is clean. <laughs> <laughs> I try to. Uh, I actually have a Swiffer. I mop the kitchen floor with it. Yeah. Oh. You might find me Swiffering. Oh, God oh, bless yeah. you. Um, I, I, yeah, I'd get together with the little moms, little, what do you call it? Housewife, housewife club. I get along with those ladies. We'd have a good times, laughs. Commiserate like, like, about shit. Hmm? I like a clean and tidy house. I don't like clutter. My wife likes clutter, but I don't even want to go down that, that, that rabbit hole right it. now because it's a, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, sore, it. it's a sore subject. Um, good. Yeah. It's a source of, and I got trinkets of my own. This shit that I'm like, I need to get rid of this bullshit. But uh, to answer your question, um, I haven't gone over a half a pill yet. I think I did a half of one. Like, I'm I think I, yeah, I think and, I tried and, a half. Actually, technically, what I use and what you ordered because you got the same stuff I get. It's arm. It's arm. A r m o d a f i l. Armadafinil, which is about double the potency, if not more. Um, so you've tried a, a half of one? Yeah. Is what you're saying? It's double the potency of a normal one? Yeah, a normal modafinil, yeah. Um, I think I took, like whatever. I took two, uh, two half pills this week on my kind of, I think one, one beginning of the week, Monday, one middle of the week, probably Wednesday. How did I liked it, man. It definitely was like an extra. It was like a push through my entire day. It's not, it's still, it's still like anything. It's not some kind of a, you know, like it's, a, it's not a miracle. Drug. Right. It's not a, exactly. It's not yeah. Panacea to procrastination or, and unproductiveness. It's like right. laziness. It's, it, it will get you up off your hind. Uh, when I first tried the stuff and maybe I was taking too much at first, or I, or I didn't build a tolerance, I would, I, it gave me anxiety. It would be like, okay, I can get this done. I want to get this done. I want to get this done. I have this long list of things I want to get done that I couldn't possibly get done one day. And that would give me anxiety, the fact that I couldn't get done. And then it would be kind of evident I wasn't going to accomplish all of that in one day. And then I'd be stressing about it. And, uh, and I just like, oof, I'm not really, I just said it wasn't for me at that point. Um, I jumped back into the modafinil game because my ex-girlfriend and she really loved and used Adderall. And it was like, okay, so uh, this is the, this is the alternative to Adderall or what's the other type of stuff. There's, there are other uh, um, 
Vive Ants and, and some other one I can't think of. I think it might start with the P type of uh, um, drug other than Adderall. But it's just, it, they're amphetamines. They're amphetamines is what they are. Just like the diet pills from the 1960s. Um, so they're not healthy, they're addictive, and they have adverse effect on your brain and I think your heart health. And modafinil is not an amphetamine. It's, there's no evidence of addiction or, or anything like that. And if you, don't, if you take a moderate amount, because you don't need, in order to keep you up and keep you productive and do, to accomplish the same things that you want, that, you, that, you want, that, that uh, Adderall would, would give you. It's like, you need to take this amount of Adderall. And when you do, you'll be focused. You'll be up, you'll, you'll take care of business. You're gonna have that ambition in you. I was like, modafinil can achieve that same, that same quality that, that Adderall does, but without all the hangups and mm -hmm. the anxiety. And although I did just say it gave me anxiety, but I think it's because I went overboard. If you take, like if you were to go, I'm gonna take two, two of those modafinil pills. Certainly if you go, there, there is a point when you go beyond that, yeah, you are going to be cranked out if you take too much modafinil. Oh, I like bet. I, I talked talk to Vincent about it one time. We, we went to a beer festival, I think in La, the Lafayette Beer Festival in the East Bay. And this is years ago. Fuck, it was a long time ago. Probably 2013, 2014, something like that. Damn. And, um, and I had some pills some modafinil. Okay, like, hey, you want to try these out? I was trying them out before going out and getting drunk and I, I hear maybe it helps you talk with girls or whatever. Or I don't know. And, um, and in fact, one time I did pop two, I think, and went out and then I had a couple girls interested in me because they thought I, I was on cocaine and had cocaine, but I didn't. <laughs> I was just on fucking modafinil. And, uh, uh, but anyway, so we, we popped one each. And I don't know if this was our modafinil, regular modafinil. Might have been regular modafinil, to be honest. And um, we're going through the to the through the, the 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 beer fest, and we're not feeling anything. And it's the end of the beer fest. We're thinking about taking this the, the bar into San Francisco or somewhere else. And he's completely like, I'm not feeling anything. I'm not. I, I don't feel anything. No no burst of energy. Nothing like what's what it was sold for. And so he's like, well, all right, you want to take another one? So we, we went cheers, popped another one in, took two. <laughs> we both ended up getting, we ended up going to, to Lafayette one and it was a wild night. We, you're able to drink a lot more when you're high on stuff too, right? Keeps you more sober, it's like cocaine would and it keeps you up. Alcohol depresses you, makes you, makes you fall down and collapse earlier. And this pops you up longer. I'm going to uh, Walnut Creek. Went to the nightlife scene in Walnut Creek somewhere. I don't know where. And I remember we met. We went to a bar first. We were getting drinks with one of um, Vincent's wife's colleagues. who's this great guy named Han. And some strange young woman sat next to us to, I guess, interact with us or whatever. And she claimed to have dated uh, Roy Jones Jr., the the uh, boxer, the famous boxer from the 90s mm -hmm. and beyond, but his prime was in the 90s. And the guy's absolute stud, 
boxing legend hall of famer wait you dated roy jones jr so naturally high on this stuff and alcohol my first question is how big was his dick i'm curious i want to know i got to know the size of roy jones jr's penis and she was so offended ew I don't know if she was full of shit. It's like, what's the big deal? Tell me, tell me how he's packing. <laughs> she wouldn't tell me, but uh, we ended up going to a nightclub over there. All of us, or by all of us, I mean, Vincent, his wife, me and Han. And you know what I did? I went straight to the dance floor. We were playing electronic dance music and I danced my fucking ass off. Okay. I was, because the modafinil, so high, just going insane, pumping arms, dancing, moving too fast, all this stuff. <laughs> right? And so I do my dancing. I'm having a great time, but I got to catch my breath and I got to take a piss. So I go to the bathroom and I'm drenched in sweat. Nobody's dancing that hard. <laughs> it's fucking place. We're just trying to look cool, right? Let's keep it suave and sexy. And I'm drenched. My hair's collapsed from from the from the sweat, and I'm just dripping off the off my chin and my nose and all this stuff. Waiting for my turn to go take a piss, and I got the devil's look in my eye, right? Just wide eyed, just like, whoo, intense. And the bouncer the bouncer comes out of nowhere, and he nudges me. He goes, "Hey, uh, uh, can, you, can I talk to you?" And I said, "Oh uh, yeah, sure." I go over there, and he goes, "So." Um, I, you have to leave. You're, you, we don't allow drugs in this in this place, and all this stuff like drugs. What are you talking about? He goes, I don't have any drugs. He goes, Sir, you're clearly high on something. You're just like, I'm not high. What do you think I'm doing? I got nothing. You know, I'm just thinking this is just a productive. It's like a cup of coffee. It's like nothing. And, and but yeah, he, I get bounced. He kicks me out because I was too high on the daffodil because I looked like I was on fucking crank. <laughs> And Vincent shortly thereafter gets bounced himself because somebody uh, ran into his wife or into him and he had a physical altercation. He got too hopped up too. It was just, I got aggressive, I guess. And uh, he got bounced shortly after. So we both got, took too much modafinil and both of us got bounced from the same club separately for different reasons, one after the other. And uh, he still talks about it. So uh, his wife drove us home because she was she was more sober by then. Uh, she was sober by then, we weren't. And apparently she videotaped Vincent in the, uh, in the passenger seat. And I'm in the back, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't remember this, but he goes, she showed me the video later. She's like, she looked like a fucking freak. Like the faces he was making he was gurning so heavily and like <laughs> grinding his teeth and, and wincing and just gurning like crazy and he looked like a fucking demon right and, uh, his face of that and he, he's like oh i was so embarrassed so humiliated i'll never touch it and to this day i still can't get vincent to do any not even a, a quarter a little dabble of that stuff it's like it's nothing dude it's really nothing and the reason why we went doubled up was because because of what modafinil is best and known for, which is it gives you all the stuff that you want from these productivity drugs and focus drugs, vigilance drugs, but without most of the hangups. However, right. the caveat is if you take too much, then you will get all those hangups. 
you will act like a fucking meth head and all that shit right that's so, that's pretty taste, funny you have to you have to walk that line it's like okay like you don't feel anything when you took it that's right you're not supposed to but you might find yourself hyper focused and and in the zone and you're certainly not going to be falling asleep anytime soon right and that that's what i would say is it was very it was subtle enough that I felt, you know, more productive and had more of a, you know, a boost to get up and go throughout the day. And I actually, the first, the first day, Monday, I think it was that I took that half a pill. I noticed pretty quick that it, it did elevate. I could slightly notice the elevated heart rate. And I just keep one of those digital watches on that has a, you know, it checks your heart rate, how accurate it is. I don't know, but it's, you know, you definitely know when it's up. Um, and it was, it was up just even sitting there at like 7 a.m., you know, just kind of up for the day, took it an hour before. I was like, okay, it must be kicking in. Kind of bumped my heart rate up a little bit. Um, but no, I Got like it. it. I think it's one of those things I'm going to try and just, yeah, use sparingly on a, on a, yeah. on a long day or something. I, 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 so, yeah, how I use it is on a need-to-use basis. It's like, fuck, I didn't sleep very much last night, and I need to be up, and I need to take care of business. I take a half of one. It, it completely lifts the fog and the grogginess and it's gone. And it's like, it never was there and it happens pretty quickly. And it's far more efficient and better than a cup of coffee. Plus you don't need to take a piss all the time because all the liquids you're drinking. And, um, I think yeah, the focus, the focus and it raises your IQ slightly. They say it's the closest thing to the limitless drug, but it isn't. It's not, it's not on that level. It's not that fantasy world where there's a drug that I now have an IQ of 1600, 38 or whatever. No, no. Uh, but, but it, it's, it's in the real world, maybe it's the closest thing to the limitless drug in that respect. Cause it, it suddenly you're focused and, and you think you see things more clearly you're up. Um, and yeah, you're, I think you're more logical and you can just handle this stuff. The biggest thing is you can, you can do these mundane tasks without, without falling asleep. You know, like I gotta, I gotta enter code or I gotta do this thing over and over and over again. This this fucking uh, monotonous, tedious job you can now do with the modafinil and power through it a lot faster, probably a lot more efficient but you will do it and you won't fall asleep like you might normally would. Right. So, but they call it the, the CEO drug because I guess a, a vast majority of fortune uh, CEOs of fortune 500 companies, this is their cup of coffee every morning. They take it. But yeah, for me, I don't take it every day. I do a half of one max. I could see myself and maybe I've done in the past three times a week, but generally it's one to two times a week. I don't think I've taken modafinil this last week. You know, maybe the previous week I did at one point. Um, I will. So I just found out that I'll be going to Oktoberfest. Where the day I'm going to Oktoberfest coming up here next month is the opening day of Oktoberfest, Saturday, September 17th. And it's the only day I can go before my sister's wedding in Ireland. I'm seriously considering maybe postponing until after her wedding and doing it late September midweek because in order to do the, the Oktoberfest properly on opening day, especially weekends, but especially week uh, on opening day, which is when I'm going, apparently 
you have to wait in line outside the gates of the fairgrounds because it's like a it's, it's almost like a a carnival like a state fair environment you got the rides mm-hmm. and and the and the street food or whatever but then you have 14 major big beer beer halls essentially they call them tents but they're like they're like uh, um improvised structures or um temporary structures that they build up but they're as big they're as big as a beer hall they're massive and some of them some of them uh fit nearly ten thousand people right so ten thousand there's eight thousand there's six thousand they go down and some of the smaller ones are like thirty five hundred people maybe but there's 14 of them and um some of the tables are reserved and some of them are not reserved they're first come first served right and if you're a dude like me going there by himself i'm not i have nobody else i'm just going to go by myself to oktoberfest then i have to it doesn't make sense to reserve a table and i'm too late to reserve a table you have to do it back in like six months in advance essentially so for some it depends on the tent but reservations kind of start for tables like in february i think and the festival starts September, right? So, um, but it, you, when you do that, when you reserve a table, you have to reserve the whole table. And res- a, a table seats 10 people. Now, I could do it as an individual, but then I have to pay for the, the drink and food vouchers, the minimum drink and food vouchers for 10 people at that table to have the right to reserve it, right? And then I understand it here. It's like, well, you can just walk up to any table and they'll make room for you as a single dude, they'll make room for you. It's so friendly there. Everybody's drunk and, and, and having a great time. Like, yeah, come on, join us. Yes, it here, right? Like you'll just be able to get in, don't worry about it. But apparently what happens is they, uh, on especially opening day, um, they, you, they, they, so what happens is you have to show up. What I'm reading is you have to show up five or six a.m. And then I just heard some conflicting stuff uh, from a documentary I watched that no, maybe you have to show up like half past three, four a.m. outside the gates of the fairgrounds of Oktoberfest and wait there until nine a.m. when they open the gate. And when they open the gate at nine a.m., people literally sprint to the tent that they want to be at and then they once and then they go to their tent and they can go in and they can they can pick an unreserved table to sit seat at and then they're in right but you have to wait that early in the morning until 9 a.m to get into that tent but here's another caveat for opening day which is the day i'm going no beer is alert to, allowed to be served until the mayor of munich comes in and taps the first keg, which happens at noon. So you can't even drink until noon. Get there conceivably at 3.30 a.m., wait in line for that long, fucking sprint to the tent, get in the tent, get your bench, and then once you're at your table on your bench, you have to wait another three hours until the mayor taps the keg, and then you can start your drinking. Wow. And it's like, uh, 
first of all, it's not my style to run any place. I don't run. You know, I don't I don't do that. I don't wait in the lines. You know, it's not who I am. Burt Reynolds over here. I don't run. What it's what it is. Burt Reynolds is fast. He's a hell of a runner. He's a running back for uh, Florida State football. Uh, but you're right. When he became older and advanced, he's too cool for that shit, right? Same for mm-hmm. me. I don't run. But hell, I was a sprinter, right? He's a track star. I don't run as an adult, as a grown-ass man. It's ridiculous. And I certainly don't wait in lines. And so here's the thing. It's like, okay, well, just what's the problem? Just show up at noon, right, when the beer's, and then just go into picking the tent. And you say it's as easy as you think to, to, to let somebody squeeze you into a table, right, and, and, and let you in. You're just one dude. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it should work. No, 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 no. When these tents reach capacity, the security guards, the bouncers or whatever, they close the doors and nobody's allowed in afterwards. People are allowed out. People are allowed out. A thousand people could leave the tent and they will not let another new person in. The doors are closed. Fuck off. No shit. So once all the tents are closed, you don't get to drink and enjoy the party and the festivities of Oktoberfest. It's too late. Sorry. And apparently that happens about 20 minutes after, after the gates open on opening day. Wow. So I have to make a decision. Do I wait in line at an absurdly early hour, which at that point is like, I'll probably be partying in Munich at some nightclub. It'll be Friday night. And then after the nightclub, I might as well mosey on over to the fairgrounds and wait in line. And then maybe I could pass out up against the fence or a wall or something until things wake up. I'll, I'll put my, my clock on. I'll set it for 830 or something. And then when it uh, alarm and when it wakes up, I can, I can wake up and go, okay, let's get in there. I'm excited. Hopefully they don't right. kick you out for sleeping or something. You might think you're passed out. They drunk. can't kick you out. They can't kick you out for not for sleeping. You're not inside the fairgrounds. And I bet you other people have to be doing the same thing, right? Think about like, it's like black. Somebody described it. I was just talking about it. I was at the uh, this uh, hard seltzer place. They had a hard seltzer on tap. Um, but the people are like, fuck it. He's like, Jesus, it's like Black Friday. What I described is like, yeah, it is like Black Friday. Except it's like trying to get into a beer party, though. Black Friday. Which is like, I love beer. I love beer festivals. I want to beat us the ultimate best beer fest, biggest beer fest in the world. It's on the bucket list. I'm going to be in Europe during it. And then so uh, the thought is, okay, I could maybe just do it after my sister's wedding in Ireland. Just fly back to Germany. Just fly back to Germany. Go to Munich. Do it in a mid midweek where I won't have to wait in any lines. Most all the tents will still be open and I'll be able to walk in and join a table. And it's so much more my vibe, so much more my style, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll be able to enjoy all the tents because on opening day, you pick a tent and you got to stay there. And if you miss it and you lose out, or, or if you leave that tent because you get bored of it or whatever, you're good luck trying to get into another tent. Fuck. Doors are closed permanently for the night because they're at all at capacity. But then at the same point, I'm thinking, well, it's kind of a once in a lifetime experience, not just going to Oktoberfest, but going there for opening day. 
it just is so happenstance that I scheduled in. I wasn't planning on being there for opening day. I thought we, I would be a week and a half into Oktoberfest. I thought Oktoberfest lasted basically a month that started and, and, and happened in the bulk of September and then one week in October or like early parts of October. And that's when it ended, right? Um, but it's actually, it's 16 days, three weekends. Three weekends, 16 days is Oktoberfest. Hmm. so it's much shorter than i thought and so when i when i was originally like oh i'm gonna be in september i'm gonna be in europe bucket list oktoberfest doing it and i just figured it'd be a a week and a half of a month long into a a month-long fest and it wouldn't be that big of a deal and it wasn't until i realized holy shit no 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 this is the opening ceremony is what you plan to be there for so here you go and again, it's a weighing thing. Once in a lifetime opportunity in itself to go for opening ceremony, do the rush, the rush crowd, do the sprint to the run, the running to your tent. I won't need to sprint. I just, a nice healthy jog is probably faster than most of these fuckers. <laughs> it's pathetic, it's pathetic fucks. Kind of like the running of the bulls, but it's the running of the beers. Yeah, uh, don't pull a hamstring or nothing. But uh, yeah, yeah sure be fine. Never, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a that. bunch of beer belly dudes probably. But my point is, is what should I elect to do? Should I do that and have that experience? And I could undoubtedly, I'm gonna need to use modafinil to get me through it. And with modafinil, I could do it. I could stay awake all the way from 3:30 a.m. until they those tents close at like 11:30 a.m. If I bring enough modafinil. Just pop one, keep it going. When I start to feel a little groggy, pop another one. That'll get me going, and then keep it going. Well, right. I'm I'm not a but, doctor. I would I would say make sure you're uh, being being heart healthy on this too. You know, you don't want to go no sleep, oh, popping modafinil, drinking booze, counterbalance. Lack of sleep is bad for the heart. Let alone using things that that pump up your heart rate. Right, modafinil can if you take too much. But, I personally think knowing, knowing you, um, I think it's an experience that you would really enjoy and something that you, uh, I think you should do it. I think it's something you should experience, especially, especially just being you, you know, you like those worldly experiences, you're, you're rich in history of everything. So, uh, I would say try and make it, man. Well, no, no, I'm committed. I'm going to Oktoberfest. The question is at this point, I've decided should I go for that opening ceremony like I originally planned and when I was planning on going to Munich? Technically, I haven't bought any hotel out of Munich. I was going to buy and I tried to buy a flight a couple times out of Munich into Dublin on the 18th, which was my original game plan, my itinerary. But fucking Aer Lingus, that's the name of the Irish airline, by the way. Aer Lingus sounds a little perverted. Lingus. <laughs> Uh, their website's fucked and they're, it's always malfunctioning. I just couldn't buy a fucking flight. I was like, all right, well, fuck this. I'll, I'll try again the next day. I tried again the next day and it just didn't work out or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, I'm, uh, I don't even know if this flight's going to survive. There's like six people on it, you know, from Munich to Dublin on that day for that time. It would be perfect if it's, if it survives. But um, the point is I don't have a hotel yet in Munich. I haven't gotten anything. And I haven't gotten a flight yet. And the only thing I'm, I'm for sure doing is I will be in Berlin on the 14th at like 
10.30 a.m. I will be in Berlin. I'm flying out of JFK on the red eye at 12 something. And so I will be physically in Berlin at 10.30 a.m. ish on the 14th. And then I need to be in Dublin by the 18th. That's it. I could just not go to Munich, stay in Berlin and then fly to Dublin and then after, or go to Amsterdam. That was something I wanted. I want to go to Amsterdam as well, or Prague. I figured if I was going to go to Munich, I could go to Prague because they're right next to you, they're closer together. But my initial plan was just to hop on a train from Berlin and go to Munich, then a bird to, to Dublin. But I don't need to do that. I could do the train to Amsterdam instead, and then go to then go to Dublin, do my sister's festivities, and on the twenty sixth, fly to Munich from Dublin. And then do do Oktoberfest after my sister's wedding, after all the festivities. And then I could go to Prague from there and kind of do it all. It's a oh tough one. Gosh, yeah, I guess it's kind of gotta, perfect. You don't got to be there for the opening opening ceremony or nothing. Yeah, that, that's the question, though. That is the question I'm, I'm weighing. In. Should I try to be there for the opening ceremony to see that mirror? Because that would be the tent I would choose because... It's served Spaten, and that's the beer I want to drink out of a fucking wooden keg in Munich, then, where it's intended to be drink, drank, and would be Spaten. And again, whether I go 27th or whenever, uh, or on the 17th, I will be going to that tent and drinking Spaten. That's not really the issue, but I will be there to see in the tent physically where the mayor taps the first keg for Oktoberfest, says whatever he says. And we all go, ah, and we just start drinking. But I, I, it seems like I'll be stuck in that tent for the whole day. Where if I go on the 27th or a weekday, because um, apparently, because there's only three weekends of Oktoberfest, and all weekends are always all fucking crazy and super busy. And there's super there's crazy lines to get into tents. But if you go on a weekday, all the tents are open. It's still very crowded. Still plenty of people. But you can just do it. You just kind of walk around and experience all the tents in that scenario, right? I would go do all the tents if it were me. You're still getting the beer you want. You're still getting the experience. A little less crazy not being there on the first night. I think you're right. I, this is almost and and it sounds like it's a little easier on your schedule too. I have to. I have to say that this. I have to take this as a sign. God was looking out for me in this. I didn't realize until two nights, two days ago that, oh my gosh, I was planning on going on opening day. I was actually planning on going the 16th, which isn't, it's not even happening. I was just like, when I first arrived in Munich, I think I'll go to the Oktoberfest fairgrounds and just try to get a lay of the land and try to, try to see what tents I want to go to. And then, and then I'll, I'll go back to my hotel room, sleep it off and uh, all that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, uh, uh, but then I couldn't get a fucking flight. It was too complicated. Out of Munich to Dublin, I couldn't get the one I wanted. At least the one I could get a flight. I just couldn't get the one that I wanted. Right. And so, um, and so it's kind of like, all right, maybe this is this is a sign. Maybe yeah, I'll wait until after my sister's wedding, go on the twenty seventh or whatever, do a weekday Oktoberfest experience, do all the fucking tents. If I can, and uh, drink all the fucking beer, fuck all the fuck, smoke all the smoke, eat all the eat. Oh, I'm getting excited now. I think I would have hated waiting in line that long. I would have hated 
waiting in the tent, the beer hall, without being able to drink beer for three hours. Just to see some fat fuck with gray hair weakly and, nim- and, 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 and feebly knock in a tap to a wooden keg <laughs> and say something in a language I don't understand. Right? It's stupid of me. What was I thinking? In the sprint thing, it's like, oh, I could be a part of that and everybody, but that's not my style. No. It is. No. It's kind of embarrassing. Nope. And so, but I could do it with the modafinil. I could pull it off. Yeah. That's my point. So I brought this up. Well, you got your answer. This. You got your huh? answer now. <laughs> you got your answer well, this now. is good. This is good. What I'll do is Berlin, and I can stay in Berlin for the full four days because apparently Berlin is that awesome. Supposed to have the best cuisine in the world outside of like Tokyo, New York, Mexico City. I think Berlin's up there. It's supposed to be better than Paris. And you wouldn't think that or know that, but and it's and it's because they do more than just German cuisine in Berlin. They do all the cuisines and they've mastered them all beyond mm-hmm. beyond anything. So it's like, okay, I could spend more time in Berlin. Do the clubbing nightlife scene there, because it'll be a weekend. Or or I could hop on a train and go to Amsterdam from Berlin. See that beautiful northern north sea coastline right and then right. quick little quick little frog hop from amsterdam to dublin that's nothing it's probably a 45 minute flight right i would assume so yeah take the channels take the channels from from calais to, to london or wherever it is brighton i don't where where's where the channel starting where 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 the two where does the channel go? You know, I have no idea. You know what the channel is? I don't. It's a train line, train line tunnel that that goes along underneath the English Channel tunnel channel English Channel tunnel channel. You didn't know that? I did not. Yeah. Another interesting fact with with uh, Mr. Greg for tonight. Um, well, I'm glad, we got that, I'm glad we got that sorted out, man. I don't, I don't want to cut and run on you, but I think I'm going to cut and run on you. I'm going to go, you go upstairs, take a piss, get ready for bed. Hey, man, get your sleep, or don't take modafinil in the morning. I give you everything <laughs> you need. <laughs> right, man, why don't sleep. you sign us off right? This is a good fun episode. Yeah, that was fun. I'm, uh, you got me excited for your trip that I'm not going Dude, on. Dude, so. what if you were coming with me, man? Oh, my gosh. You should Wish watch I could. these videos for Oktoberfest. Oh, my gosh. Singing singing, and dancing on top of tables, drinking so much good Bavarian beer from Bavaria out of the wooden casks. Oh, with some gosh. titties. The kegs. Well, yeah, there women are wearing dirndls. All the women are wearing <sighs> Most women are wearing I've got to get a, a, letter, a later host. You know what those are, right? The, That's your little... Fucking, overall thing yeah the, uh, yeah they got the suspenders and the shorts and it's leather and you get the the, the shirt and uh i'm not going to wear a tyrulean hat i don't think i want to show off my my lovely uh cabellus langus and uh but yeah i think uh i think i definitely wearing the i gotta wear a, a later host because it pretty much, the way it was described to me, people would go, like, my brother went with my sister when they went to Oktoberfest. Even my brother was wearing a lecher hose, and you can get them in Munich. 
around Oktoberfest. Just, they're all over the place. You can buy them. And they, they're definitely cashing in on that. So you, but if uh, w- one of the guys I met up with, he was in the Navy, or he is still in the Navy. He's a Russian linguist in the Navy, uh, Adam. And I just met up with him earlier. We met up at uh, the cigar lounge over here. He was a part of my cigar coterie that uh, a friend of mine and I started when I first moved here. They were all military guys except for me. But anyway, so he was stationed in Germany at one point when he was, you know, he's in the Navy. He was stationed there. And I told him I was going to be in Germany. and I was planning to go into Oktoberfest. He goes, dude, oh, yeah, I've been there. And I said, really? He goes, yeah. And he goes, uh, when I first when I first heard about it and this and that, I was like, eh, whatever. I'm not a big beer drinker or this or that. And, and but I was like, everyone else seems to do it, something to do. Oh my gosh. It was one of the funnest experiences I've ever had. Best thing to do ever. Definitely go. You got to go. And it was when we went, it was opening, Sarah, it was opening day. And I was like, I didn't know I was doing opening day at the time. And he told me about the mayor and how you had to wait until midnight or uh, noon rather. And he, he said that they had to get in line at 7 a.m., not 5, 5 or 6, or even as early as 3.30 by some people, I've heard. But 7 a.m., and then he was able to get into those tents. And I'm like, really? But um, looking at it now, maybe he just misremembered. But uh, he was saying, everybody's like, what's cool there is you get people from all of these countries. You have a table of guys from Japan. And all these Japanese guys, all of them will be wearing later hosen. And that was the one thing I regretted is I didn't get myself a later hosen. You know, you do it, you're a part of the group, you're all wearing it. It's, the, it's just a fucking fun thing. It's like, oh yeah, that's me. I definitely, I'm all about the costume stuff. I'm all about that cosplay. You know me, Johnny. I like that cosplay. <laughs> and so getting the fucking later hosen, getting over there, over there in the Bavaria, drinking the fucking Steins. They call them Moss, M-A-S-S, and uh, uh, oh my gosh, it's going to be so much fun. But yeah, you're going to get the later hosen going on. But, fuck, dude, you know how crazy I am about a Bavarian giant pretzel? I'm crazy oh, about yeah. pretzels. Nuts about pretzels. I'm going to go there and get me some fucking pretzel game going on. Woo! Get a couple, get a couple pretzels and sausages. Get a little sausage in me. Right. I always feel a little better with a little sausage in me. I was gonna say I gotta watch some beer fest. I gotta watch that movie Beer Fest before I go for sure. Oh so uh, I wish I wish I had people joining me and my friends, but you know what? I'm gonna go by myself like I do a lot of things, but you know what? I'm gonna make new friends like I always do. And I'm gonna be more pliable to make new friends going alone. So but maybe there'll be another Oktoberfest on the line where we can all go together. I'd probably definitely be game for that. Yeah, that'd be you know? a blast. That'd be a blast. I could reserve a table ahead of time. I'll know which tent to do it at, too. Like, no, no, we want to do this tent. I've been to all 14. This is the one where we want to go to. We'll reserve it a year ahead of time. We'll pick eight to 10 people. We don't need to pick eight to 10, but if we could, we can get up to eight to 10. And we can go and enjoy Oktoberfest as a group together, as a family of sorts, where we all Fuck drink yeah. and get fucked up. And they, okay. they uh, apparently in these tents, they're singing, they sing a lot of American songs. Like Country Road is popular at Oktoberfest. Oh, is it? Yeah. Everybody in Germany over there 
Caroline, sweet Caroline. So you'll be on you'll be on your bench. You'll be drinking your beers. Everybody's fucked up and drinking, and everybody's loving it. And because the it's it's actually a celebration of it's a it's you know what the history of Oktoberfest is, right? I don't necessarily have time for that tonight, unfortunately. <sighs> All right, we'll sign well, but we can we can we can catch up. Give us a good thing to talk about. Yeah, sure, about. sure. sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Sign us off here. You're he the just... one that went to dinner when I had some free time earlier. Hey, you know, I had to go to dinner. <laughs> Hold that thought on that on that thought of uh, blah, 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 the history of Oktoberfest because I actually don't know. I would be intrigued on any other night, but uh, tonight I got some stuff I gotta gotta do. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, I know. Yeah, you gotta jerk off I... the shit. I get it, man. Go do it. <laughs> It was fun catching up with you, man. It was fun catching up with you. It's the whole reason I do this. So, uh, yeah, thanks to anybody listening. The whole reason I do it as well. Anybody listening? Yeah, if you got, uh, if you, if you are listening and you like it, you know, make sure to give us a, give us a like or give us a comment if you can. Yeah, subscribe. Subscribe. Let us know. Let us know somebody's listening. Somebody's out there. Are we like we're like Matthew McConaughey? do the subscribe and hit the bing the the the, the, the bell the alert whatever you, system you hit the alert so you know you know when we publish a new episode and you can just tune in and hear us here's gab go ahead finish finish but uh yeah leave a comment good or bad and uh, thanks again for listening and enjoy your clams cocksuckers <laughs>